Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Ali B, and I'm so glad you're here with me for this episode. This is a special one because it's the season five finale. I don't know. Maybe you're sad. I guess you should be sad because you should want to hear me talk every single week, right? (laughs) It's exciting for me, though, because, you know, I need a good little break, good little reset before I dive into, you know, the next season. Um, I'm really proud of this season, though, because we got on YouTube season five with, with, with new heights for Shades of Brown. Okay, new doors. We got a first sponsorship this season. It's been a good season. I'm very, I'm very proud of this season. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, um, since it's the end of the year, take this time to reflect. Um, you know, take a moment to uh, go over the highlights of the year. You know, and then do some faith talk and and some goal setting and things like that, and share. You know, what I'm looking forward to. And I hope that you would join me in that, you know, in the comments, of course, if you're watching on YouTube. Before we unpack the year, uh, let's get into this first segment, Shades of Dating. Dating is real ghetto these days. Uh, So this segment is where me and my guests share ridiculous dating stories about, you know, how ghetto it is. (laughs) So, okay, this story is about the time my cousin tried to set me up with one of her friends. Firstly, let me say, I appreciate that energy, okay? Like, dating is extremely difficult. It's extremely challenging. It's extremely ghetto. And um, nothing I've done thus far has been successful, you know, nothing. So I definitely, you know, solicit the help of close family and friends when it comes to this because your girl be struggling, right? Um, So I love the energy. Um, So, yes, we... The family, our family had a party. It was a family event, formal, you know, like low-key black tie. Um, And it was a really, really great event. And um, she, my cousin, she was the uh, event coordinator. So she had arranged the seating chart. And this man, her friend, was he was one of the guests. And... um, she arranged the seating charts in a way where he would be sitting beside me. Here's the thing, though. It was a family event. So only a few tables were set aside for like um, friends, you know, and extended folks. Right. Um, so she put me at one of the friend tables. Right. So here I am at this family event. Yet I'm sitting at one of the tables full of friends of the family. So it was already awkward to be sitting at one of the friend tables at a family function, right? Um, so the guy arrives and he comes with his his family. So it's him, I believe, like his mother, his aunts, you know, like it's the whole crew of them. So they go to their table and he go he goes to sit with them, rightfully so, you know, like he came with them and he sat with them. And um that that table was beside the table I was sitting at. Um, and I knew what it looked like because she had sent me a picture of him prior. So 
Yeah, that's that. I realized, okay, he's sitting over there. Cool, whatever. It's all good. No, no, it, it won't be like any weird, awkward stuff tonight. My cousin realizes that he's sitting with his family and then she moves him. <laughs> she moves him to my table. Like she was like, no, 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 no. The seating chart has you at this table. And he's like, I mean, yeah, but like my mom and aunts, you know, I, I came with them. They came with me. Like we're going to sit together. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, sit, sit where I told you to sit. <laughs> and he's so good. I can see his face. He's so confused because it's like, but why? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that serious. Why are you moving me? And, and this is when I realized he has no idea he's being set up. I'm the only one who knows. <laughs> So now I'm embarrassed because I know what's going on. And he is so clueless. Like, why did she just move me? Like, this doesn't make any sense, but whatever. He was really cool about it. So she makes sure that he sits beside me. He sits down, you know, greets everyone, greets everyone at the table. And um, that was that, right? So my cousin leaves and continues doing her thing as host. And... um, I am feeling like I just want to crawl under the table. Like I want to disappear. Um, but yeah, I, I had already introduced myself to the other, fo- the other folks at the table. I do the same when he sits. And um, he's just, you know, having small talk with the table. Um, and there are bits and pieces, you know, where, you know, we would have a, you know, like a one-on-one kind of thing. But it was just very general conversation. Very much small talk. Well, my cousin, over the span of the party, she probably came to our table like once or twice to just kind of like check in, like, how are things going, you know? And then she gets really like assertive, right? She's like, so did you meet my cousin, Brittany? Um, she has a podcast and she does this, she does that. And he does, like, she's really like laying it on. I was like, oh. like when I say I wanted to disappear, I want, y'all, I was so embarrassed. And he's like, yeah, you know, I introduced myself to everyone. And I was like, yes, I've introduced myself to everyone, all, all the people, the ladies, the me, all the, yeah, the people. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to them. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And he, again, I do not believe knows what's happening, right? So he's just like, yeah, yeah, we've been talking, you know, we, we, we cool over here. But now that my cousin is like, so did you, have you talked to her about these things and yeah, yada, you know? Um, so at that point, you know, we begin to have a more of a one-on-one conversation and we actually had like really good conversation. Honestly, it was a great conversation. And he's a very handsome guy, very handsome guy, well-established, um, is a believer, you know? Yeah. So, but again, I'm the only one that knows about this whole setup. So I'm like, well, he doesn't seem interested. <laughs> he don't seem interested. You know what I'm saying? He just seems ex- extremely oblivious. Um, So yeah, like, I mean, long story short, he was a very handsome guy. We had very great conversation, but he just wasn't there to meet people. He was there to party, right? For what we were there for. Um, And like, I appreciate the help or whatever, but like, I just felt so weird and uncomfortable. Like, 
So if y'all want to hook me up, like let both parties know, like, hey, like I got this friend or I got this family member, you know what I'm saying? Like she's this and this. And then also tell, like tell, like tell him, you know what I'm saying? Don't just tell me about him. Tell him about me. Cause I don't want to be looking dumb and stupid and thirsty. I'm not like, I really want a relationship, but I ain't thirsty though. Like it's a difference. Like I have a strong desire, but yeah, fam, I don't, I mean, like it, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's going to happen. It's, we don't have to force anything. I don't want nothing for us. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nothing for <laughs> So yeah, that was pretty funny. Well, it's funny now. Then I was just very uncomfortable and very just like, why am I sitting at this table with random people that I don't know? Um, but yeah, I appreciate the effort though. Again, I appreciate the effort because when I ask my friends, you know what I'm saying like, hey, do y'all know people? It, it, it's crickets. It's like, now you ain't got one single friend who's a good guy. They all trifling. So what they say about you? <laughs> I appreciate the effort. It was just a bit misguided. Um, so yeah, there's that. My shades of dating. My last shades of dating for the season. Whew. I done told a lot of my little business on this, on this here season. <laughs> Anyways, let's unpack it. All right. So it's the end of the year, y'all. 2022 is coming to an end. And it has been, it's been a year, y'all. It's been a year. Um I'm gonna try though to keep it to keep it light and to keep it positive. So, a couple good things. I got some general highlights and then, of course, some personal ones. But like, can we thank and praise God for the student loan freezes that keep getting extended? Um, student loan payment freezes. Since the pandemic hit, they put student loan payments on pause, and they just keep extending. And they keep saying, "This is our final extension. After this date, payments begin again." Payments resume. And here we are at the end of 2022. And they're like, oh, here's our last one again, you know. Um, and then, of course, earlier this year, um, the Biden administration announced that they would be canceling up to $20,000 in student loan debt for borrowers, uh, $10,000 for most borrowers, $20,000 for those who had Pell Grants. I believe that's the, um, those are the guidelines. So good news. Um, yeah, we, we don't, that, that's good. I'll keep it there. I don't want to get all political. It, at base, on the surface, that is good news. <laughs> um, another thing that happened this year was, um, Maya Angelou became the first black woman to be featured on a U.S. quarter. That's pretty cool. I don't carry around quarters, so I have not yet seen one, but hey, it happened. <laughs> Um, Black Panther. Ryan Coogler did that. Angela Bassett, all the people. I don't want to start naming names because I would jack up a name, especially their names. Um, but that movie was phenomenal. That movie was so phenomenal. I bawled my eyes out from for sure in the beginning and for sure in the end, at the end and in the middle too. It was just a whole situation. It was a whole situation. It was so good, though. Um, there were some other Marvel movies that came out this year that I did not really enjoy. Um, Thor was trash, in my opinion. Doctor Strange was very strange. <laughs> I did not like it. Um, 
And those disappointed me because I'm a really, really big Thor fan. Um, but Black Panther made up for the the lackluster Marvel year we've had. Um, and speaking of movies, Top Gun ain't Marvel, but that movie was the best movie I have seen in a very, 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 very long time. It was so good. And I also felt proud because my company was featured in the beginning, be- opening credits. Um, it flashed one of our products. That was really cool. Um, so, yeah, that movie was so good, man. Um, I watched it twice. I need to watch it again because I actually purchased it like on, I think I purchased it. I think I purchased it on YouTube and I think I paid for like, I don't know, I paid like 20, 30 bucks for that movie. So I need, I need to watch it again to get my money, get my money's worth. That's ridiculous. I, I get it though. You know, typically when you're buying a movie, multiple people be, will be watching it. Um, but yeah, anyways, Beyonce. My tea guy. She released Renaissance this year. And man, that was life-giving. Like I realized that I I am a I'm a part of the beehive now. Like I didn't I've I've always, you know, visited the beehive. I've, you know, frequented, you know, but I hadn't moved in, you know. No, I'm I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm in there, man. Because I think it was a week prior or two weeks prior, Drake released his new album. And everyone was talking about how trash it was. And I wasn't dogging it too bad, but I did not like it at all. As a matter of fact, I was like, let me just go listen to views because I need to like reset my my Drake. Like, oh no, I just needed to reset my audio stuff in my head. Like, let me listen to some old Drake. Um, and he released, you know, similar sounds, but the minute Beyonce released that with all this house music and disco music. And all these samples, I was all in. I was all in. I loved it. I, I loved it. And it was so, I don't know. It was emotional too. Like it was very liberating and very, it was just good, man. It was good. And I, I've, I've had a thing. I, I tore it up. I had it on repeat probably for like six weeks straight. No cap. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think I should run that one back. This week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or should I say next week? I'm recording this on a Sunday, but it will be released on a Friday, so I should say next week. Um, yes, yeah, so Beyonce, thank you, sis. You are appreciated. <laughs> you are appreciated. Some not so great news, um, or some not not so great highlights, you know, the Will Smith Chris Rock thing happened this year, you know, that was a whole situation. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars um, the night he won his first Oscar. Um, yeah, that wasn't a good look. But hey, it's how he felt. And he acted off of emotion. And that's what happened. And things happened. He apologized. Now he's doing a slave movie. I <laughs> uh, won't be looking at that. Okay. Because, yeah, there's nah. I do, I do think it's interesting though that that is his first movie back. It's almost like, like it's like is that his way to apologize to Hollywood? Like I'll do a slave movie for y'all. Just let me back in. I I don't know. That's me on some conspiracy theory stuff. Um, rip takeoff in in the whole. Okay, that was a terrible transition. I'm sorry, takeoff. Really, really awful transition. But I just wanted to like lump the bad news together. You know what I'm saying? So we can get back to the highlights. Not that I want to rush through takeoffs. 
Okay, let me just shut up. Rest in peace, take off. Uh, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Tons and tons and tons of conspiracy theories out there. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I used to be like really, really, really big into, you know, the blood sacrifices. And yeah, I don't too much get into the whole Illuminati thing anymore, honestly, because I just don't care. Um, I just don't care to know if it's real or it's fake or if, you know, these things really happen. You know, the blood sacrifice, someone sacrifices their family member. I don't know. What I do know is this, is that industry is very, very dark and spirits are real. And um, there is a price to pay. You know, um, we live in in this, you know, natural realm, right, where our visible eye can only see so much. And I do think that there are several, several things at play in a realm beyond ours that um, often succeeds in destroying lives, whether that is through death or through other um, destruction that um, happens to, you know, artists and celebrities. Um, either way, it is sad that Takeoff is gone. It is sad that um, Quavo lost the nephew and that um, Offset lost, I believe, a cousin, you know, like, and it's it's just sad all the way around. It, it really, 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 really is. So, yeah, that, I hate it. I hate it. It's just, it seems, it just seems way too common, you know, for these uh, rappers to be getting murdered in the way they do. It's, it's, it's beyond concerning. It It is, it's wild. It's wild. Um, yeah. Sad. The queen also passed this year. That was wild. No, it's really wild. Um, and yeah, and Black Twitter did Black Twitter did what they do. Black Twitter Black Twitter does not care. Black Twitter does not care about anything or anybody. So that was that was pretty interesting. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Like, dang, I'll just be wilding. Y'all didn't wait. It wasn't a grace period of like twenty four hours. It wasn't like we're just gonna you know. Let the folks be grateful. A good 12, 24 hours. Nah, they got right to it. And some of that stuff was hilarious. Man. My God. Um, so yeah. That, 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 yeah. Speaking of Twitter, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah, that happened this year. And uh that was a that was a pretty random event. Like, what? Why? Um, and I don't know, it seems that Twitter is on the decline, possibly some other tech companies as well. I believe Facebook laid off a bunch of employees, Amazon laid off a bunch of employees. I don't know what's happening. Maybe the, the, um, demand that the, um, pandemic, uh, created, maybe that's dwindling now that we are, um, Two years post the beginning of the pandemic. I don't know, but it's it's odd though that these major corporations are are um, declining like they are. 
it'll be interesting to see what ushers in as this wave kind of dwindles. I don't know. Um, I am so all over the place. <laughs> so all over the place, y'all. Um, but it's cool. Whatever. It's my podcast. <laughs> so Nia Long. Nia Long got cheated on. Man. Like. Nia Long. It's certain people that get cheated on. It's just like, dang. They get cheated on. Who are me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Halle Berry, Beyonce. You know, it's a handful of folks. It's just like, if they niggas cheating on them, then well. <laughs> I am delirious, y'all. I am recording this at like midnight. Okay, I'm sleepy. I'm tired. I'm not thinking right. Don't read too much to what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. <laughs> oh man, that sucks though. It sucks because yeah, they were engaged for a long time. It's always interesting to me when these celebrities are like. Not even just celebrities, just people in general. When they have these like super long engagements, like any engagement over 18 months to me is just like, why though? Maybe I should say any engagement over two years. No, no, no. I said what I said. Any engagement over 18 months. I'm I'm looking at you like, why? Like what? Why why y'all engaged so long? Because you know what I'm saying? Because like the, it's, it's like, like. The engagement, it's like you're engaged to be married, right? Like, you can go back to just being whatever, domestic partners or boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. Like, why y'all engaged for six, seven years? That's judgy. I don't, Lord forgive me. I don't know them folks' business like that. I'll say this. I ain't trying to be engaged for six years and said, child, I won't. <laughs> I won't date for six years, let alone be engaged. Okay. Um, see, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Okay. Awesome. Good news. Good news. Um, I believe it was season or season three or four, a dear friend of mine, a family friend of mine, his name is Marcus Tanker. He was on here. And um, this year, I'm sorry, not this year, but a year and a half-ish ago, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, this year he beat it. He beat it. Like he is healed, miraculously healed from stage four cancer. And it is just such, man, it's such a beautiful testimony. And many of you I know either know of him or already follow him. Um, but like that's such such a major, a major thing. Cause like this year I feel like has just been like knocking folks left and right, you know, and rocking families, you know. So that one was just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. We have been praying and fasting and believing and declaring, you know. Um, and it happened, you know, it happened. And it happened, you know, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure not as quick as he would have hoped, but like just in the grand scheme of things, like it wasn't this long drawn out, you know, years and years and years and years and years. Like, no, nah, like he, he beat it, you know, he beat it. And it's crazy because if you follow him, I'm sure you've already heard his testimony, but like his family moved to Houston legit on the word of the Lord. Like it wasn't like that he had some super like, you know, 
big opportunity that was waiting for him there. Like they moved to Houston from Nashville um, on the word of the Lord. Then um, he got the diagnosis just to realize that one of the most amazing cancer centers is in Houston. Like God was like making ways and stuff. Like it was, it was a setup for a miracle the whole time, you know, like, so yes. And he just announced, um, I believe a week or so ago that they did some sort of testing to look for like potential cancerous cells or look for anything that could possibly show down the line and may come back. Right. And they did that and they came back and was like, we can't see it like anything, like nothing, nothing, no cancer exists in your body at all. Bruh, bruh. Oof. Won't he do it? What a mighty God we serve. That is some good news. That is some good news, okay? And I believe that if he will do it for Marcus Sanker, he'll do it for you and your loved ones, right? So set your faith to believe that God will heal you miraculously. This man was set to have surgery and his doctors ran tests again, just, you know what I'm saying, to verify whatever. And it was like, mm, well, you don't need surgery because we can't find no cancer. And the only way we can tell you had cancer is to look at your old scans from like a year ago. Bruh. Y'all, God is a healer. Period. That's some good news. Brianna had a baby. That's some good news. She had a baby and she got back to, to, to create music. Um, and the first song she released was featured on Black Panther. And it's a beautiful song. And when they start playing in Black Panther, I was crying again. Beautiful. Uh, um, Angela Yee left the breakfast club. <laughs> I feel, you know what I feel like? Remember, what's her name? Amanda, not Amanda. What was the girl's name on um, all that? Um, uh, she would do the news and like it was just so, so random and ridiculous. That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> oh man, these transitions are awful. <laughs> oh man. All right, so it's Angela Yee, or should I say Angela Lee? <laughs> Shalama Yee, DJ, what, what did Webby say? <laughs> Y'all, Webby trying to pronounce Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee will forever be top five funniest moments of the culture, for the culture. Like, that is so funny to me. Anyways, Angela Yee of The Breakfast Club, she announced her departure, um, I believe in August, and she just had her last show with The Breakfast Club uh, early December, and she now has her own show. So yeah, after 12, I believe 12 years of groundbreaking work um, with one of the best trios of this culture, I don't care what you say, they wanted the best trios. Like The Breakfast Club is a staple in our community. And yeah, the Breakfast Club, as we know it, is no longer. I do believe their announcement was a bit, was a bit much, you know, like, don't scare us like that, you know? Like, I love Angela, but the Breakfast Club isn't, isn't ending, you know what I'm saying? So, like, relax, just say she's leaving. Anyways, so yes, we wish her the best. Um, blessings to her and her show. 
or they will get, you know, amazing ratings and views and listens and engagement and all the things so that, you know, she can continue to um, do the things God has called her to do. Amen. Next, <laughs> what is that girl's name from Clueless? The girl, um, dang, what's that girl's name? She ain't no DMX that passed. That happened this year. She legit like got on social media crying. I can't think of her name. The girl who don't want to be with us, don't want to be with the black folks. I cannot think of her name right now. Well, she literally got on social media crying about DMX. And that was an interesting moment this year that happened. Uh, yeah. And black Twitter had their way, had their way with her. Yeah. Some not so great news. One of our favorite couples, our favorite black love couples, Tia Maori, I'm sorry, Tia Mori and Corey Hardrick, um, they got divorced. That sucks. That really, really sucks. And Lord forgive me. And also, you know, well, Corey don't know me, but like if he would have known me, he can forgive me too, because I totally judged him. I was like, he did something. He cheated. He messed up. He fumbled the bag, you know, but I don't know them folks business. I don't know why they got divorced. And the way T out here talking seemed like she was just like, you know, I'm on something else these days. I want something else. I've graduated. So whatever the case, it is sad. Well, she says she's not sad. She's happy. But it's sad for him. It's sad for, it's sad. Divorce is sad. Do not be deceived. Divorce is sad. I mean, unless, anyways. The black people were heartbroken when Tia and Corey announced the divorce. Very heartbreaking. Um, because, like, you just, it's certain folks I just would never imagine, like, not making it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had been together for so long and they were low key for so long. And the way they, like, you know, got together, it just seemed so organic and genuine and sincere, which I do still believe that, you know? So, I just didn't think that they'd be one of the ones, you know, but they're one of the ones. In other news, some good news, uh, Quinta Brunson and Shirley Ralph, they both won Emmys for um, Abbott Elementary. Uh, Quinta won hers for writing a comedy series. And then um, Shirley Ralph, she won hers for Best Supporting Actress. And I believe she was the said, don't get me quoting history facts, black history facts. But she was the first some the first black woman to do something. I want to say the first black woman to win in so many years, you know, like it had been so many years since the last black woman won. I think that's the case, but I don't want, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me. But yeah, um, that was a really, really beautiful moment, especially for Quinta, because like she, well, we, we saw her start, you know what I'm saying? We saw her start, you know, on YouTube with her, Oh, he got money videos, you know? So to see her, um, to see her career advance in this way before our eyes is, is really, really, really beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's dope. Congratulations to them. Um, so yeah, 2022 has some, some pretty good solid highlights. Um, for me personally, 2022 started off extremely rough. Like, extremely, extremely, extremely rough. Um, but the second half um, got much, much better. 
of course, like I mentioned, Shades of Brown is on YouTube now. That was a big win. Um, I spent my birthday in New York and redid my 30th because my 30th and 31st were pandemic years. So I didn't get to do my like big 30th. Well, I redid my 30th <laughs> in New York City and it was phenomenal. Um, another great thing that happened this year for me, um, I went on a couple good dates. I, I Yeah, I, I went on a couple good dates. And a, a few good things came out of that situation. Um, I, I've I've learned to glean from every dating situation to just take what I can, you know, um, and see it as the blessing that it is in that time, regardless of it ending in a way that is not, you know, what I intended. Um, but this particular guy, he um he really gave me perspective in regards to like me living with my parents. Um, unfortunately, he had a parent to pass some years back. And he was able to give me great perspective about like, you know, living here and taking advantage of the time I have with my parents. And even though you live with them, don't take for granted that that's, you know, quality time. Like that's not quality time just because you're in the same house, like be intentional about like reaching out and, you know, like spending time or whatever. So he's the reason that I spend more um, intentional quality time with, with my parents. Um, So that, I think that's a, that's a really good, good, good thing that happened this year. And as a result, you know, I've become closer to my dad. Like he's one of the best storytellers. Like, well, he just has some of the best stories to tell. Like, man, he has got like, he's a black man from Alabama born in 1948. Like he's had a lot of life to live. And like the stories he has, they be so funny. Like, man, they be funny. Um, so yeah, that's been beautiful to 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 um get close to my dad. And um yeah, and also like just having family time this year has been really, really great, whether it was, you know, like Thanksgiving or birthday parties, you know, for other family members or you know, other different things. Like it's just been really, really cool to spend more time with family. And I do try to take advantage of, you know, like uh when there is a family event to try to be there. Um, cause yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that, um, uh, back to that guy I was talking about, one thing he mentioned, I forget exactly how he said it, but it was something like, um, at the end of the day, you're going to always want more time with a family member. Like, you know, when they're gone, like the time you spent would never, it'll, it'll never be enough, you know? So like, for me, it's like, I just want to take advantage of every opportunity I, I, I have to, to spend time with, with family, you know? Um, and create good memories, right? And not just wait for the next funeral for family to gather, you know, because typically that's how it goes in Black families, right? Funerals be the family reunions. And that's that's whack. So um, spending more family time, um, spending more time with family has been been a really good uh, highlight for me this year. And of course, traveling and exploring, you know, this year has been um, a major, a major, major, major highlight. And, you know, I've shared a bit about that, about, you know, it being doctor's orders, you know, for my mental health to explore, to travel, to, you know, just wander and gallivant and frolic. And um, I learned a lot from that experience. Um, I've sort of, you know, um, I haven't been doing as much traveling lately, Um, but I, I learned a lot this year doing all that. And more than anything, 
I realized how much I long for, um, like, how much I long to be settled, you know, like to just be settled. And the more I travel, the more I realize I just want to be settled. And the more I travel, the more I realize that I was right, I was trying to escape something. Well, clearly that was why it was doctor's orders, <laughs> like mental health. Hello. Um, but the more I went, the more I realized I wanted to stay. Does that make sense? Like, just like, I want to just be still, just be like, I want to just be put in place, wherever that is. This episode is sponsored by the brand new book, Bye Bye Burnout, written by Nikita Lawrence. Nikita is an international speaker, best-selling author, HR leader, and executive coach, mentoring corporate women to rise, accelerate their purpose, and successfully navigate their careers in and outside of corporate America. Nikita helps women dismantle the negative patterns that have been keeping them stuck, exhausted, unsure of themselves and their worth using a simple framework. Her book, Bye Bye Burnout, is a no-shame guide written to help successful women leaders unpack their stressors, find freedom from exhaustion, and experience more peace in their life and work. This book is not a replacement for medical advice, but is a trusted companion to your medical provider's recommended treatment or recovery plan. Bye Bye Burnout is a must-read for women, moms, wives, sisters, co-workers, and friends going through a season of hardship or transition who want peace and need to silence the outside noise to hear from the small, still voice inside. Purchase your copy at www.wakeupyourgift.com and save 10% using the code Shades of Brown. Learn more about Nikita's work at nikitalawrence.com. And I've got my copy right here. And y'all, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it allows me to decompress. She has some stuff in here. One, the content is just really, really good. And um, before each chapter, there's this affirmation or a phrase where I can like color in, you know? So I've been like coloring in stuff and it's really been relaxing along with reading such a good content. So good that I've gone and bought her other um, book. So I'm waiting for that to arrive as well. And yeah, this is really, really good, guys. So again, you can purchase your copy and save 10% using the code Shades of Brown. Thank you to our sponsor. Back to the show. Speaking of travel, I went to um, the Woman That Are Loose finale conference in Atlanta. That is T.D. Jake's um, most famous conference that he's been doing for, I believe, 20 years. And um, it was phenomenal. Him passing the torch to his daughter, um, all of what it meant, the history behind it, the the foretelling of it all. It was it was beautiful. That was a, a an amazing highlight this year. Um, I also went to some amazing concerts this year. And I think this was the first year that I've started going back to concerts since the pandemic. Um, if you know me, and if you have listened to this podcast for since before the pandemic, wait, no, I began this podcast in the pandemic, right? Oh yeah, I began the I began the um I began this podcast in March of 2020, which is when the pandemic began. So 
Um, I hadn't gone to any concerts, but if you know me personally, you know, like that is one of my happy places is a live concert. Like I love live music and I cannot ever put into words what those environments do to me, but it's like almost an outer body experience when I'm in a space full of people with good live music. It's like an outer body experience. It is like euphoria. It is like heaven on earth. Um, And I can't explain it, but it is just like, like I said, a feeling of euphoria. And I had missed that, you know, for for, uh, two years because I wasn't going to nobody's concerts. And also they were canceling them and rescheduling them and things like that. So, um, yeah, I went to see um, Jabari Johnson in concert. It was Jabari Johnson's tour. I think it was the, um, something about fighting, victory, fight, fix, fight. Won, already won. We win. (laughs) Something about victory. We overcome. The We Win Tour? Why can't I remember stuff? Anyways, it was Jabari Johnson, Crystal Aiken, and Judah Judah Band. Nope, it wasn't Judah Band. Yes, Randy Weston and Judah Band. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw them in Montgomery and took my mom to see them, and that was that was when um my mom got called out by Major, the singer, the R and B singer Major. My mom got called out because she was in the audience being loud as she is a very loud person. And she didn't realize how loud she was until Major called her out. was like, oh, we, we have a singer. Okay, like, well, since you want to sing, come on up here. <laughs> and she went up, you know, and, and sang with Major. So that was a highlight. I also took her to see Maverick City um, in June. Um, Kirk Franklin in Maverick City. And that show was, Amazing to have fourteen thousand people outside in this amphitheater in, in 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 Atlanta in the middle of the summer, like worshiping. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful sight. It was fun. It was amazing. The visuals, the production value, um, of course, the songs themselves, the nostalgia because you know Kirk Franklin did um, a classic set. Um, that it was it was dope. And that tour has done numbers, man. Like, they are some superstars. Maverick City? Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they're selling out arenas. Like, even, like, Kurt Franklin had not, has not even done that by himself. Not arenas. So, yeah, that was, um, that was really good. And the most amazing concert I went to this year was PJ Morton. I have seen PJ Morton in concert now four times live, and each time gets gooder and gooder, better and better, sweeter and sweeter. And this time, um, I, went, I went by myself this time. Well, I went to see him by myself. No, no, no. This is my first time going to see him by myself. And it was just, it was amazing. Paul Morton, his daddy, Bishop Paul Morton, came out there, and I lost my entire mind. Um, so yeah, that was that was wonderful. That was I love PJ Morton, man. That was wonderful. Yeah. Um. Oh, my friend, y'all know Corey. Corey. Um. Corey has Corey Ellison. He has been on this podcast like two or three times. I think three times. I know y'all know Corey because y'all be asking for him to come back. Um. 
he went to PJ Morton's concert recently in New Orleans and they called him out to sing. There's a moment in PJ Morton's most recent tour he, where he like allows um, people in the audience to sing on the end of Better, the Better, the better Benediction. Um, and yeah, like Corey's saying, y'all, ain't that cool? PJ Morton is lit, man. Um, another major thing that happened this year, my best friend got engaged and married this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm so happy for her. I've known um, my best friend Tierra since middle school. Um, I've known her since sixth grade and we've been friends since seventh grade. So going on 20 years of friendship and to be that close to somebody and to, you know, um, uh, experience, you know, or to witness them experience, you know, ups and downs and highs and lows and, you know, um, especially relationally, right? Like to see all the things that they've gone through, to see her, you know, find her person is just, it's so phenomenal, man. Like it's so phenomenal. Uh, and gratefully and thankfully her husband, he um, allowed a few of us in on the process of um, proposing to her, you know, um, she thought she had it all figured out. She just knew, you know, exactly when he was going to propose, how he was going to do it. She just thought she knew everything. She had no idea that several of us had flew out to Texas to surprise her and to be there for when he proposed. And it was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful proposal. And then fast forward, they got married. And I'm just so, so happy for my friend. Like, man, it's just, again, it's it's hard to explain in words, like, um, how you feel when someone that close to you, like, gets what you know they have always deserved. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when people you deeply love are also loved well by their partner, it it means it, it's invaluable. It's priceless. It really, really is. It's priceless. Um, and I tend to be a bit like protective over those, you know, that I that I hold close, right? So when you know like they're safe, they're in safe and sound, they're in good hands, I'm like, this is lit. This is really amazing. So yeah, um, she got married. That's dope. And um, yeah, another highlight this year, I got a new job. I went back to my old company and that has, you know, been, been phenomenal. That has been phenomenal. Um, I went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to be back working with them. And though, you know, it, well, yeah, ain't no though. I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful. Um, so yeah, the, like I said, the year started off extremely rocky for me, um, but it is ending today, the end of the year, um, compared to January 1, it's a complete 180, complete 180 in just about every way. Um, yeah. Well, in, in most ways, complete 180. And I am beyond grateful because I hit, I hit a pretty low low this year a low that I didn't think I would ever get back to. So to be on the other side of that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And I'm also excited for what's ahead, you know? I was like, all right, we going up on a Tuesday. 
for Friday? Um, so yeah, those are my highlights. As far as the like new year or whatever, um, I am looking forward to a couple of things. Uh, I'll be honest and say that it is because I am still in transition. I think I've mentioned earlier in the season that I feel like I'm in a perpetual state of transition and it's very uncomfortable for me um, because I just, you know, want to be settled. Um, So because of that, I will say it has been very difficult for me to set goals for the past couple of years because it feels like my life is not my own. Well, I mean, it's not, (laughs) Um, but it's just like, all right, Lord, you know, what are we doing? Um, so I'll be transparent and say that it is very hard to set goals um, right now. But I am excited, though. I'm excited. Like I may not have like a five-year plan. I do have some things that I want to have accomplished by the, you know, by within the next like eight years. Um, like overall general things, right? But specific stuff, like smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time sensitive. Um, in regards to those types of goals, it's been a bit more difficult. Um, but I'll be more intentional about working on it though, for real. Um, I want to get back into that, like to oh yeah, well, I I should set I should set more goals. Um, a few ones I do have though, and that is um I hope to republish my grandfather's book. So over the holidays, um, over Thanksgiving, I came across a book that my grandfather wrote. I've never met, I've never met my grandfather. This is my dad's dad. His name was Ari Brown. And um, he was a minister and evangelist and um, also uh, the founding pastor of Brown Cathedral Church of God in Christ, which is, or which was in Ufall, Alabama. That church is now uh, Bread of Life. Church of God in Christ. Um, And I think I may have heard about this over the years, you know, that he was an author, but I I had never seen or, you know, heard anything specifically from the book. So I came across it and I'm like, wait, is this Granite's book? Started reading through it and I was just blown away by like the level of revelation this man had and walked in and there are like um, firsthand accounts in this book of miracles that were performed through my grandfather um, by the grace of, you know, Holy Spirit and some stuff in there. I was just like, wait, my grandfather ministered in this way? Like I knew he was a powerful man and my family is full of preachers, right? And full of ministers and prophets. So that's no biggie to me, right? Um, but I ain't know, I ain't know my grandfather was walking heavy like that. like. Yeah, so uh, I asked my dad, I was like, yo, like, like, why, like, why isn't this, like, like, people need to, you know, people need to read this, you know, so I asked him about, you know, republishing it, and he thought it was a great idea, Um, so I'm hoping to um, republish it, even if it's just an ebook, you know, and and for, for people to have as a resource for, like, faith building and fasting, because the way this man was breaking down the belief system, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I really hope to do that along with, you know, other family members and stuff, collaborating with them. I'm also hoping to, you know, build the business side of Shades of Brown, you know, getting more funding and 
building a production team and getting more sponsors so I can, you know, do a bit more. Um, I for sure, you know, want to, you know, continue elevating and, and advancing and expanding in whatever way I can with this podcast. So that's for sure a goal of mine. I look forward to the day I have a production team. I really, really do. Um, cause yeah, yeah. Cause I would love, I would love to, you know, podcast like, um, weekly where, where I don't, where I don't have seasons, you know, where it's like just, you know, every week there's going to be a podcast episode. I would love to do that. Um, that's for sure a goal. So in order to get there, I'll for sure need, you know, uh, a squad, a whole squad. <laughs> I also want to be, um, I guess on other podcasts more. I had a good run, you know, where I was, you know, being uh, being featured on, you know, different platforms semi-regularly, you know, maybe every couple months, you know. Um, but this year, not so much. So I want to be more intentional about um, being on other platforms, specifically to talk about inner child healing. Um, I want to, you know, get more um, momentum in that area that's just been lying dormant for a while now. And I'm referring to healing from a mother wound. Um, Another thing I'm looking forward to in the new year is releasing uh, my healing from a mother wound weekly newsletter. So if you want to get those in the new year, you can sign up to my mailing list. And um, yeah, there'll be just, you know, weekly newsletters that you get to to encourage you um, regarding all things inner child healing. so yeah, the main thing um um well before I get to that, um I'm also looking forward to to dating next year, you know. Um of course, you know, I always talk about, you know, how ghetto it is cuz it is. Um but I I look forward, you know, to meeting an amazing man who who has aligned uh desires regarding romantic relationships, you know. So I look forward to that. I I hope to meet him. I hope to meet him in in the new year. I do. And if I already know him, I hope that he reveals himself <laughs> in a new way. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I know him though. I don't know that I know him. I don't know that I know him. But if I do, child, if I do, nah, I ain't gonna say that. But I, I don't know. Either way, whether I meet him for the first time or meet him in a new capacity, I look forward. I look forward to that. Um, I'm setting my faith to believe that he is on the way because being an independent black woman is overrated, overrated, overrated. Um, I'd be like so envious and not in like a evil way, but like so envious of like, you know, like how um, like a lot of married women around me, I, I noticed their behavior, you know. And they be acting so clueless about the simplest things. And it honestly sometimes frustrates me. But it's like, yo, they don't have to know these things because they're married. Like, their men take care of it. You know, their husbands take care of these things. They don't have to know, like, all, just all these little things, you know. Like, it can be the simplest thing, um, right? Like, emergencies. They're not, they lose their keys or they get a flat tie or whatever. It's like someone's to their rescue, you know. And for me, it's like I'm always having to be two, three, four steps ahead because. It's me, you know, and I'm like I I I, I want to be clueless too. 
Like, I want to be out here like, la, 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 someone will fix it. Someone will rescue me. You know, I want to I want to be the damsel in distress. Like, come rescue me. Yes, yes, yes. I want that life. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to meeting, to meeting this guy. Um, what I'm most excited about is getting my own spot in the new year. It is time. I'm so ready to like host again and decorate and cook again and all the things, all the domestic things. I like, yeah, yeah. I look forward to that. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, share with me in the comments. You know, like how 2022 has been for y'all. Um, what were your highlights? And also, what are you wanting to hear from me in season six? Are there uh particular people you'd like for me to have conversations with? Um, are there certain topics you want me to cover? And maybe there's an old episode that I've already done that you want me to, you know, spin the block on. Let me know. Let me know in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments. Um, if you're listening, you can DM me or email me or um, uh, message me in some other way, social media comments, whatever. But yeah, let me know. Uh, I would love to hear from you because ultimately, you know, I want to give you guys content that you all enjoy. Um, thank y'all, of course, you know, for rocking with me this season. I really, really appreciate it. And ultimately, you know, I hope you guys have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, and I hope that you set realistic goals for yourself. and. Um, and take it easy these last few days of the year. So, yeah, let's get into uh, brownie points. This segment is set aside for us to celebrate ourselves for a recent victory, whether big or small. This week, I'm giving myself brownie points for improving my credit score. Um, a few years ago, after I uh, quit my job and moved um, to Alabama, my uh, credit took a hit and I was so, so upset and so angry for so many reasons, bro. I was so mad. Um, but regardless, it is what it is. And now it's back. It's back to where it was. It's finally back to where it was. And I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so yeah, that that's what I'm giving myself running points for. What about you? Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I would love for you to share in the comments what you're giving yourself running points for. Um, it could be the simplest of things. Okay. It could be, I don't know. Um, you were five minutes late instead of 10 minutes late. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, <laughs> celebrate yourself. A win is a win. <laughs> um, again, I appreciate y'all support so, so very much. Um, and, uh, in order to continue supporting me, if you'd like to, you can buy some podcast merch. You can do that at everythingalib.myspreadshop.com. You can also click the link in my description below. Um, if you'd like to sponsor an episode, I would love that. You can, you know, um, advertise your products, advertise your services. If you'd like to do that, please click the link in my description for more information. And if you want to start a podcast, if maybe that's one of your New Year goals is to, you know, get your voice out there, um, but you're just not quite sure where to start or, you know, you're not quite sure how the logistics work. Um, let me help you. I would love to help you. I have a 
free uh, podcast starter kit that you can download. And that gives you some resources regarding equipment, hardware, software, um, what costs you're looking at, um, things like that. But if in that starter kit, you're like, all right, this is great information. I really appreciate it. And I got all my hardware now because you, Allie B, and I got all my software, you know, and I've got my podcast host. All right, now, you know, I need more help with like strategizing or, you know, with, you know, naming or, um, you know, how how to go about setting up your podcast structure and how to go about getting guests on your show. If you're, you know, wanting to really, really deep dive, I'd love to consult with you. So schedule a free consultation with me. Um, and you can do that with the link in the description below. If you'd like to support the podcast in ways that um, don't cost you any money, feel free to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And that is at Shades of Brown Podcast. You can also you can also subscribe to my mailing list with the link in the description below. You can subscribe. And I ask that you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Everything Ali B. And also, speaking of... Uh, my YouTube channel during the um, during this break during my hiatus, you know, between now and the premiere of season six, I will be releasing content on YouTube in relation to other things outside of the podcast. So it's like it's all connected. It just won't be podcast episodes. But please look out, subscribe, click that button um, so that you can like keep up with what um, I'll be releasing over the next couple of months. Please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate that. And ultimately, if you don't do nothing else but share this on your social media or share this in the group chat or share this with a friend at work you know, or a coworker or, you know, a friend, whatever, I really, really appreciate it. It goes a long way. Word of mouth goes a long way. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting Shades of Brown. As always. I'd like to leave you with this. Be well, love well, and be loved well. That is my prayer for you because you deserve that. Until season six, bye.